0: Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Alpha Theta Flow podcast. Uh, This is Flow 731 and today I am going to be talking about silence, golden silence. Uh, There's a uh, quote that is uh, attributed to Pythagoras and he goes on to say, Meaningful silence is better than meaningless words. Meaningful silence is better than meaningless words. So I mean, the question is how guilty are we of attempting to... Put feel silence with, with stuff and maybe it is because more often than not, we feel anxious with silence not the other person's, not, not in benefit of them or maybe we think it is but really, we're saying something to try and make them feel better because their negative mood is impacting my mood, I don't like that, so I'm going to try and change their mood rather than realising that someone can have a mood and I don't have to pick it up, interesting stuff so it's common to hear people say I, I don't know what to say you didn't even have to say that. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. Language is, is so powerful. It is so beautiful. At the same time, it's still limited. Language has many, many limits. There's plenty of times, I'm certain, that people go to express something and they have to think about it. They're like, words just don't do it justice. They, they have this 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 sensation, this thought, this creation in their mind. And then when they go to speak it, it's basically like trying to take a picture of the moon with your iPhone camera. It's like, that's just not what it was. (laughs) But it's also when we go to describe things, when we go to describe music, we're not, it's not actually the music. It's a description of the music as best we can with our language and our linguistical intelligence. Right? So It's the same for sensations in the body and and everything else as well. So language is limited. However, I do agree. It is beautiful. I do love language in many ways. One of the things I think was powerful for me when, as you've done 730 of these episodes, you know, I can talk by myself, let alone with other people, but was understanding the principle of speak to only improve the silence. More often than not, I was filling voids of of silence, what could have been silence, for the sake of being seen, or seen to be funny, or um, to be noticed by someone, or to try and make someone feel good, or to take the attention away. All these sorts of positive intentions were in the reason why I was making a sound with my face when I didn't have to. And I I wasn't improving the silence whatsoever at all. And it was especially from really going into the coaching world, I had to learn how to what's called hold space. And holding space for someone is being there with someone, right? As they have explained something or or, or going through their difficulties, whatever it may be, without having this need to actually respond. And when you're holding space for people, you actually get to listen. Like, I mean, deeply deeply listen you get to listen to the facial expressions you get to listen to their breathing you get to, and when i say listen i'm not just talking about auditory i'm saying observation of everything you get to observe this this beautiful person fumbling through this anarchy that is a human existence in front of you as you are able to just listen not just try and fucking fix them so, so often we just we can get caught in listening with this goal of let me provide you a solution because that'll make me feel good because I helped you. You're not helping anyone. You're helping yourself. So what you don't say can be far more powerful than what you do. And on the flip of that, if you can can keep that silence, you get better at listening. And you get better at listening to what people aren't saying. Not just what they are saying, for what they aren't saying I'm not even saying what they're implying maybe they're completely missing it right so the the beauty of silence so much can emerge from silence I've had coaching sessions where the person is fumbling through whatever they're fumbling through and there's silence and they're thinking and early on I might have had this might have had this need to try and say something I'm, I'm however going to interrupt their unfolding if they're going through this process of tying these situations in their mind together and starting to see something with a new lens for the first time, I'm actually interrupting their learning. I'm interrupting their progression for the sake of trying to say something. I can just hold that space, even over Zoom. There's no need. That, that, that person's results, that person's unfolding is not my responsibility. Coaching allows that person to be able to move into that if they're brave enough. And that's the beauty of holding space. And you can do that anywhere with anyone, especially at home with your spouse. I can assure you more often than not, your spouse is not looking for your input and your answers, uh, even if you can. There's a great YouTube video. You should totally watch it. It's called It's Not About The Nail. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Just go watch it. It's, 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 I'm sure you'll find it. It's not about the nail. Just YouTube it. Watch that video. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, One of the challenges though is this whole idea of wanting to be there for people rather than with them. It's like, hey, I'm here for you. It's like, be there with them. One of the most powerful things we can do, one of the most powerful changes we can do is move from being there for people to being there with them. More often than not, these these are adults that I'm talking about. It can be children as well. But being there with them means that you're with them as they fumble through their human experience. Not for them, not trying to pick them up, not just trying to be over-responsible for their life. Because if you're over-responsible for somebody else's life and their results and their happiness, I can 100% fucking assure you, you are a- absolutely under-responsible in yours. So when we hold space, we actually allow the other person to step into their responsibility I mean, some people may be responsible in, in relation to what's going on for them without knowing. Uh, some people may uh, may unknowingly be almost addicted to it, and they're, they're addicted to being codependent of people, always looking up for other people to help them. Um, and the, the sad thing is that if you continue to help that person, and, and people with really good intentions and good hearts can be caught here because they continue to look after these people, but then... They continue to find these people. It's this whole drama cycle that I've written about and spoken about heaps of times before is that, you know, the aggressor then it needs a victim, the victim needs the aggressor, but the victim also needs a rescuer. It needs this cycle for for people to identify with those things. But if you ask them, they go not fucking aggressive. I'm not a victim. It just happens to me. <laughs> I'm not a rescuer. People just need help. <laughs> it's it's like, yeah, yeah, all you all you guys are the same fucking thing. So when we can hold space, these people end up leaning into their own level of healthy responsibility. This is how we grow rather than having things done for us. And from here, you know, the person is seen, not fixed. And more often than not, once we're seen, we can start to heal. and We can start to move toward what's true and good for us. From there, if you really want to support the person, you ask them. So how, how best can I support you with this? That question is really simple. It it allows that that person there to troubleshoot for themselves rather than you going, so do you want me to do this or this? Or it's like, oh, I'm just going to do this. Why don't you do this? Fuck those ideas off. Fuck it all off. Be there with them. Support them. How can I best support you with this? The challenge for us is that if we unknowingly and unwillingly continue to go down the same path and do the same thing, we reinforce this idea that the person's broken. We reinforce the idea that I'm here to help people and fix people, but it's because I feel broken that I want to help and fix people. That's one of the, like the core challenges of this type of behavior, this type of response. However, by being able to hold space and, and give people the, the opportunity to be seen, then not only does the person that's being seen, the person that's, that's being given the space and the silence not only do they heal and they grow but this constant need to help people also comes from a place of pain we have an opportunity to heal in doing so so by learning how to live in this this space of healthy responsibility we stop being over responsible for them and we stop being under responsible for us and in doing so we can meet in this space where we both live in healthy responsibility and we can both heal, we can both grow, we can both develop. Speak only if it improves the silence. On that note, team, I'm done. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you found this podcast uh, beneficial and uh, I'm not ruining your silence right now. But if you did, it would mean a lot to me. If you would like it, subscribe, share it with a friend. Uh, You can even review me on uh, any of the podcast apps. That'd be lovely. Uh, If you're interested in learning more about both the inner game or the coach's circle, then head to alphathetaflow.com. I'd love to hear and see you guys there. I'm more than happy to hold space for you there. (laughs) You're also, grab one of my copies of my book, just one or seven, whichever one. Yeah, the book's called Mining Yourself. You can get it anywhere online that sells books or at alphathetaflow.com as well. But that's it from me. Big love, peace, pizza. I will see you all soon.